guys, I'm doing it. I've been putting it off long enough. Should have started a podcast long ago. But uh, now's the time. What time is now? Now is... It is my current local time. is 11.11 p.m. on November 2nd, 2020. The day before the great presidential election. Um, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit, but this is only going to be 20 minutes, so deal with it. And no one will probably hear this before the election anyway, so I'm not going to get into much of that. Um, I care about liberty for all people. And, uh, I guess I consider myself a small L libertarian. I've uh, definitely considered joining the Libertarian Party, but every time I get close to it, they do something that repulses me. So there's that. You can put me into whatever box that puts me in. Um. Yeah, my goal with this podcast is just to basically rant for 20 minutes a day about whatever topics are available. Today is going to be just me rambling about starting a podcast and probably being terrible, but I promise I'll get better. Um, It's a little awkward. I'm not really uh, someone who loves attention, Um, not a great public speaker. Of course, it's a lot easier to speak into a microphone in front of my dog who's asleep, uh, than to speak in front of people. So I guess this is a good medium for me. Um, but yeah, I, I want to give you 20 minutes, uh, of my thoughts about some topic that I can relate to Liberty in some way. Um, I have a wide variety of interests. I love history. Um, I'm interested in economics, um, especially Austrian economics and, uh, you know, just trying to get across to people. I think one of my goals is going to be to try to talk people down from the like slippery slope of socialism that America seems destined for and, you know, I'm not saying it would be a disaster right away. You know, I think a lot of people uh, love to pretend that we're only a couple of months away from communism or something like that. But I just don't see that as a possibility. I'm pretty uh, generally white pilled. I mean, there are black pill moments every now and then, but it's a. Uh, it is what it is. There's ups and downs. This is we've all lived through 2020. It's been a pretty crazy ass year. But oddly enough, uh, I was well adapted for it. Um, I spent. Let's see. The last time I worked in an office setting was um, 2015, July 2015. Um, I. Uh, I have a master's degree in geology, and I've worked in the oil industry uh, for all of my career as a professional. 
so we'll probably talk about fracking and uh oil you know the economics of oil and stuff a little bit uh in the future not today but what was i saying um yeah 2015 i worked for apache corporation in tulsa and i uh they they decided that they were going to shut down the some of their regional offices and kind of consolidate into houston i had been there for 18 months i actually i'd only been there for like 16 months when it was announced and they chose you know about half of their personnel there to offer them to move to houston and continue working for them and i was not among those chosen out of my group there were i think eight may have been ten there were eight or ten of us in my little group and a few of them got offers and you know most of them had been there longer than me or had done uh some work uh at another office where they knew people doesn't matter details 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 but anyway after so what i did was operations geology and that's uh you know working with the drilling engineer on the cutting edge of the bit uh interpreting information um and literally steering the horizontal well uh to into the productive zones that they want to hit and keeping it there as they drill ahead uh you know communicating with directional drillers that was the main part of my job and that's most of what i've done since then but then the other part of that at that position i was an operations geologist which you know I, i had a lot more to do with the planning of the well and uh the uh office side but the point being when i left that job um Though, you know, part of the reason these I've had four different jobs in the oil field in eight years is that uh, it's up and down. And I came in, you know, and in the worst up and downs, the most exaggerated up and downs and high frequency up and downs uh, in, in, you know, in the history of the oil industry, I would I would think. That's not something I can say for sure, but I'm pretty sure going from like $12 gas to like $1 gas and then back up, you know. Anyway, um, yeah, so I, after that, I was unemployed for a little while and I had made a good amount of money, so I had some savings and I got by and, uh, got some odd jobs here and there, which is exactly what I've been doing for the last several months uh, during COVID um, again. But after that, I worked for three years, which is my longest position I've ever had. Um, just geosteering the wells remotely um, for an operations geologist. Like I described earlier, they were the ones working for the the operator the person the the company actually operating the rig and i was servicing them by steering their wells during the night when you know people got asleep so i was covering for them during the night and uh that was a really cool job i actually really enjoyed that 
But what I was getting at is during that time, I was working from home literally 12 hours a day on probably 90% of the days of the year. Uh, Maybe (laughs) that's probably an underestimate. Um, And during that time, I kind of really immersed myself in internet life and, you know, YouTube videos and podcasts and uh, because it was hard. I had loved reading uh, for a long time and I was still reading a decent amount when I started that. But I, you know, I fell into the pattern of sitting at my desk and uh, being on the computer because I had to constantly be watching my email and be there to do work, but I wasn't always working. Like I was always on watch for the next point where they take what's called a survey and send me the information for me to interpret and tell them the next thing. And, you know, they reported their surveys to me and then I reported my interpretations to the team. And so we could discuss how we wanted to move forward. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, that at that job I had multiple rigs uh, that I was responsible for, uh, which is why I, 90% of the nights I was working from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And uh, so there were some nights where I was pretty busy with three wells. I wouldn't really be able to uh, read Um but I could usually listen to music or listen to a podcast and either pause it when I needed to do my work or if things were going very smoothly, I could I could just leave it on in the background while I worked. Um, and that kind of got me into all of this. I mean, I was familiar with like Joe Rogan's podcast before that, but I don't really remember listening to any other podcasts, you know, I had enjoyed certain radio shows in my day, which was a lot more popular when I was, uh, you know, 16 and had my own car and stuff. I listened to local radio, but that's a completely different deal. I mean, it's by the time I was 16 was 2002. So yeah, I was kind of just listening to corporate radio. Anyway, Podcasts are uncensored if you choose to go find uh, go find people, you know. Uh, you can go down rabbit holes, and not just rabbit holes, but, you know, you make connections. I think uh, Dave Rubin was becoming more popular during that time, and I really enjoyed listening to his perspective because, you know, I'm, I've lived in Oklahoma my whole life and, uh, you know, he's from California and he was kind of having this red pill moment where he had left the Young Turks and I knew who the Young Turks were and I'd, I'd, I'd probably watch some of their videos for sure. Uh, I like to watch, uh, people I disagree with. Um, you know, I don't as much as people I do agree with because, you know, blood pressure, but, (laughs) but I like to hear what they're saying. And sometimes they have great points that I had wouldn't have thought of if I hadn't listened to them. So 
Uh, yeah, so... That's how I kind of got into the podcasting world and just going down the making the connections from there. And, you know, Rogan, especially at that time, was having on a lot more uh, edgy people, I would say. I remember there was a the first time I even heard of, I think, Milo Yiannopoulos was on uh, was on. Joe Rogan's podcast and I remember listening to that and I was like man this guy is fucking outrageous but he's you know like I said about the Young Turks he he had some points that were pretty undeniable about some things I mean at that time the big cultural questions were all about uh, feminism and like the is it third wave feminism it might be even be the fourth wave now, you could argue. But, there, you know, third wave feminists going around calling everyone, uh, uh, you know, rape culture was was real big. And it was, it, it was a time that felt very much like, uh, it was just a huge red pill for me to, to, to watch everyone get called a racist sexist everythingist any any uh any thing you could wag at anybody and it was just funny to watch milo and other people at first i just thought it was funny to watch them clown on them and they since they had some good points you know it was really funny to watch anyway so you know, I guess that explains what side of the culture war I'm going to be on, guys. <laughs> um, I'm definitely on the side of uh, rationality and uh, reason and uh, free speech. And while the Constitution obviously hasn't been perfect, <laughs> uh, especially at its own stated goals of like limiting government, uh, I do think that the ideas that are there are wonderful. The Bill of Rights is uh, an incredible idea that changed the world. And uh, America did the revolution, I think, better than anyone else. And, you know, that's because of what I hinted at earlier about uh So that's kind of my uh, journey into podcasting, I suppose. Um, I'm at 15 minutes in. I guess I'll spend the rest of my time talking about this crazy-ass election. This is a very strange time, folks. I know nobody's going to hear this before the elections, uh, at least the election day, has gone by. But uh, it feels like anything could happen. I honestly... I don't know that there's a scenario that could surprise me at this point. 2020 has been redonkulous. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, seriously, anything from a Biden landslide to a Trump landslide, 
I could really see any of them happening. I will say, I think that the most... It seems to me that the pollsters or whatever you want to call them, the, the people who run all these big political polls, appear to have uh, kind of lost it. Like, I think that the paradigm shift in politics that's happening and culture um, is making it impossible for them to be accurate. And, you know, some people would say that they're maybe they're corrupt and trying to. But I, that doesn't make sense to me unless they're corrupt with Trump somehow. Like I, they've been saying Biden's winning for months. And I just feel like. If it if they're cheating and that, you know, on purpose, they're misrepresenting then why would you wouldn't you want your candidate to be like maybe a little behind or something so that you would spur your uh, people who want you to win to like definitely go vote and not come up with an excuse to not go vote I don't know that doesn't make sense to me but nothing makes sense I mean it seems like everybody's trapped in their little bubbles of media and I'm no exception. I've already pointed out that I try to listen to the other side, but they make it hard sometimes. <laughs> they, they, when when every other story is uh, someone being a racist, bigot, homophobe, or whatever, uh, and then you go listen to the people that they're calling that, and they don't seem that way at all. Eventually, I kind of just stop respecting their opinion. But, you know, even if you don't respect the other side's opinion, you should listen to them and under try to understand, and as they say, steel man the position, which is to try to understand the best version of the arguments for whatever it is, the policy that they like or whatever it is try to understand it the way that they understand it and then you know if that convinces you then great you have more truth in your life and uh i hope that uh the listeners of my podcast will find some things that are true i'm definitely not perfect i definitely don't know everything but I'm always trying to be honest and express myself in a intellectually honest way. And that I would like to just go ahead and promise right now. So, yeah, new podcast. I like the name. I called it One Score for Liberty. And uh, because I wanted to do something short. This is my very first podcast ever. It's called One Score for Liberty. I do have a Gmail account by that exact name. No spaces. One score for liberty at gmail.com. Um, I believe I'm going to go ahead and create a Twitter for this podcast as well, just to tweet out promotional stuff. And, you know, maybe I'll enjoy being active on Twitter. I've tried it in the past, and I didn't really like it. But uh, 
I just watched my timer go across 20 minutes, so I'm going to cut it off, and uh, we'll do this again tomorrow.